Hello, my beautiful selfish babe. It is your girl, Olenike Osibowale. And in today's Selfish Talk podcast, I am joined by Amber. And Amber goes by Chakra Girl. And I met Amber when I was in California at a Boss Babe Mastermind. And when I had first seen her and even just started talking to her, just really enjoyed her energy. And it turns out that we're both Aquariuses and we both have uh, similar energies and similar astrological signs in common. Um, this episode was a lot of fun. Um, I know that we've had some past episodes that talked a little bit about chakras, but this one goes a little bit more in depth. I'm affirming you guys enjoy it. Remember when you're listening or watching, to screenshot, okay, screenshot the episode and then post in your stories and tag at Selfish Babes with an S, as well as at Olunike Osibawale and even at Selfish Talk Podcast. I'm gonna have all our links and our Instagrams below so you know which ones to tag. I love you. Thank you guys for supporting. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Hey love, welcome to the Selfish Bay Podcast, aka Selfish Talk, hosted by me, Olenike OC. Selfish Babe is a personal development and women's lifestyle brand dedicated to women learning how to selfishly and authentically love themselves. On this podcast, expect to have your mind expanded, curse words said, and to gain a new perspective about who the fuck you are. Let's get into it. The Selfish Babe Selfish Talk podcast is sponsored by my company, Goddess Detox. Goddess Detox is a holistic wellness company dedicated to providing women with self-love-inspired products to physically, spiritually, and emotionally detox. If you are a woman wanting to detox her ex, detox negative emotions, as well as to get more in tune with yourself and your vagina, check out our Goddess Vaginal Detox Pearls, as well as our Queen's Theme and Queen's Throne Combo, which is the in-home vaginal steam set for your convenience. You can find out more information on our products at goddessdetox.org, as well as follow at goddessdetox on Instagram. Tell them Olenike OC sent you. Hello, my beautiful Selfish Babes. It is your girl, Olenike Osibowale, back with another Selfish Babe Selfish Talk podcast, okay? And I have the beautiful Amber Lee, Chakra Girl. Okay, say hello, man. Hi, everyone. Excited to be here. How are you? I'm great. So I wanted to bring on Amber. I bet I, I think I met her, I don't know if it's been a year or two years ago. Oh my, I think it's been like three years. Was it? Hey. I, think, I think it was 2018, no? No. So we met about three years ago. Let's just go with three years. And yeah. we met at a, I think it was a Boss Babe Masterminder. It's also a container of Boss Babe. And just her energy. I was really attracted to her energy and her, just the way she kind of like put herself out there. And I know she goes by Chakra Girl, but I liked how she kind of made spirituality glamorous and fun and luxurious. And I I appreciate that because I could feel like sometimes in the spiritual community, um, (laughs) it depends where you're looking, but for some people it can be really bogged down. It can be even like, free flowy maybe bummy like it's okay to be broke yeah and I never like that I never like that and people yeah. like, those selfish babes listening I've never liked that yeah me, when I talk about spirituality I know that it can be glamorous I know it can be fun and I know that we can be rich as fuck and we can be wealthy as fuck women yeah. so I feel like Amber really brought that out in a new like view on spirituality which I really appreciated and so mm-hmm. would you mind telling our selfish babes a little bit about chakra girl and about who you are Yeah, I love what you said about how some spiritual people think it's okay to be broke. But then there's also people who think like it's not okay to not be broke. Like it's like you get shamed and shunned for wanting to have a luxurious life. So the reason I really started the brand actually started as a jewelry business. And I was creating crystal and gemstone jewelry for your chakras. But in a very fun and mod, it was called to solve your modern girl problems. So um, so we had like a hangover bracelet and we had like a shopaholic bracelet <laughs> things like that. But they all connect, like the gemstones all connected to different chakras. Yeah. And the reason I decided, I-, I knew that I had to like spread this gospel to the world because I saw how much this chakra work really helped me own who I am. You know, I was getting shamed and shunned by the yoga community for wearing my hair extensions and eyeliner. 
into yoga. And I just felt really like, hey, there's like this really weird box that they're trying to put me in and I don't belong in that box. And I don't think we need to belong in that box. And what I found is that the more I worked on my chakras, the more I did my own inner work, the more my vibration elevated. The more my vibration elevated, the more abundance came into my life. So that was really that affirmation and that confirmation that money is good. <laughs> like money <laughs> is high vibe. If you assign a high vibration to money, then when you hold a high vibration, money will come to you. So then, you know, from the jewelry business that transitioned into helping women find, you know, unlock their chakra energy to find their purpose to, you know, build some kind of business or service-based offering where they were helping other people to elevate their frequency. So that kind of transitioned from there. And that's really been the foundation of everything that we do is elevating our frequency. I like that. Now, what made you interested in starting with the chakras? You know, I know everybody has their own starting point to their own spiritual journey. But for you, what made the chakras so um, appealing? Yeah, so I was just just a hot mess in my 20s, which I think a lot of us were going, you know, anxiety, depression, weight gain, like not taking care of myself, partying, drinking, eating pizza at 4am, like just not taking care of myself. And I... I, I had this like, so there were two chakras that were immediately identified as being misaligned. So the first was my throat chakra and I was in a meditation class. I was, I was doing yoga and I had never, I had never, you know, been alone with my thoughts. So that already was transformational. Yeah. And then I decided to take a meditation class. And I realized that there was, you know, this lump in my throat. It was kind of the first time that I sat in silence, mm. not moving for that long. And I noticed that, that I had like this lump in my throat and I, I was clearing my throat all the time. Like, <clears throat> yeah. and my friends even said to me, they're like, you do this thing. I don't know if you notice that, but you're always kind of like <clears throat> clearing your throat. I was like, I don't even notice that. I didn't even notice that I was doing that. And so I like asked the teacher after class, I'm like, what is that? And she's like, oh, that sounds like a throat chop chakra block. Mm. And so I, I I had heard of chakras. I didn't know much about them, but I immediately like went home and started deep diving. I learned about crystals. I learned about um, what chakras are. And I, I bought a crystal, a uh, throat chakra crystal, Amazonite. I can't remember if it was Amazonite or Aquamarine, one of the two. And I just decided to sleep with it on my throat every night. Yeah. And my husband was like, what the hell? He'd wake up, there's like a <laughs> box everywhere. Um, but I noticed that like in like a couple weeks, that thing was gone. And I went to that meditation class again and it was gone. Mm-hmm. And the thing about the throat chakra is that it also opens you up to your potential and your purpose. So I started thinking, I need to share this. I need to share this with the world. And then I was like, what else can I fix? And I realized the next thing was sacral chakra, which is I was always felt like I was carrying around guilt and shame. Like even if something wasn't my fault, I like I would I I worked in a big office and say something went wrong with the company they had like a bad quarter or something even though I was like just a receptionist I'd be like I bet it's my fault what did I do like it was me and so I was like okay I need to fix that so then I worked on the sacral chakra and I started doing meditations and using crystals and within two weeks there was a huge shift in that so I was like this stuff works so fast like why don't people know about this and this was like seven years ago, 10 years ago, maybe even that I started doing this work. And I was like, why don't I, why doesn't anyone know about this? So I wanted to make it fun and approachable for girls like me who weren't necessarily, you know, in ashrams in India and like doing yoga teacher training and all of those things and being in that world. Like, how can I create something that girls like me are going to understand so they can get this magic in this medicine? I love that. Um, That reminds me of like how I started Selfish Babe, but just wanting to kind of make it like more digestible and fun really from a millennial woman and like I use colorful language a lot and I know some people could be really strict on not using colorful language I'm just like the world shifts and change you know so even when you talk about your journey and learning about the chakras and learning about what different crystals to use it's just like in terms of bridging it to other people and making it more digestible for them that's all you're doing. You're sharing it from your perspective that a lot of other people obviously relate to, right? And so I know you had mentioned something really important, which was when you were working on your sacral chakra. 
Do you mind giving us a few examples of like what you did? Just because I know that the sacral chakra is really, I know all the chakras are important, right? But I know the sacral chakra is really important when it comes to women, okay? Because that's where the womb sits. And so yeah. I want to know like, what were you doing? Well, yeah, and all the work that you do with uh, with your with the beads and all of that yes. stuff, that is all sacral chakra, right? So, you know, the sexual trauma, the guilt, the shame, the I'm not worthy, like that's where all of it lives. Yeah. So I'll tell you guys exactly what I did. So I did this morning and night, and you don't have to do it for too long, like seven minutes. So I always say like with any kind of chakra, which ritual, do like my make sure you do something for your mind your body your soul your energy and that will kind of you know activate it so for my mind i would just repeat mantras like i am safe i am worthy i am safe i am worthy and i would like put them on post-its super simple um for my body uh, like little things like put the color orange around like drink eat oranges like just be like around the color orange right um for the soul i so this is like this is a soul and energy hack i guess but so the the oh sorry so for the energy crystals number one so i there was like i was using orange calcite and I was using tiger's eye. Those were the first two sacral chakra crystals. And I would just put them, so morning and night, I would put those crystals on my sacral chakra. I would lay down flat on my yoga mat, um, or you could do it in bed as well. And I would do this visualization where I was, I would visualize myself standing in the ocean hmm. and I would visualize small waves crashing into my sacral chakra. So like right below your belly button. And on every inhale, the wave crashes in. And then on every exhale, you feel the tide pull it back out. So that's kind of like the clearing. So the wave coming in is like the activation. And then the tide pulling back out is the clearing. And I would visualize like whatever I would want to visualize releasing, I would kind of visualize it like this muck that was just being taken back out into the ocean. Um, And I would do it until, the way I always explain this is like, you know that feeling where you're, you are swimming and you get hungry. Like, I don't know if I'm the only person who gets this, but like, I call like the hungry swimming feeling when you're a kid and you're in the pool and you're like, oh, I'm really hungry. Um, Like that was that I would do it until I had that feeling until I felt like I'm like, I feel empty. Oh, Um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I would go and then I would visualize, then I would kind of take it, I, I did that. And then the kind of next step that I would do Um, the kind of next level is I would then visualize myself once I felt clear stepping out laying on the beach and then feeling the sun come down on my solar plexus chakra and filling up my solar plexus chakra with energy so that was that's kind of the second step but the and then if you can actually get into the ocean so anytime I was a place where I could go in the ocean I'll still do that to this day like it's my favorite 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 chakra practice to do is to actually let those waves hit you and I'll even do that in the bath I'll just like like um create little waves with my hands and like move the water to my sacral chakra and just like move the energy that way because the elements of the sacral chakra is water yeah so that it has that special connection yeah, there's some things that um, Amber mentioned that I thought were so really, really good that I think a lot of us uh, take for granted. And so even her practice of clearing her sacral chakra and really getting in tune with her sacral chakra and her talking about bringing in those waves and um, the waves going back and like releasing, and I could even imagine it myself, but she really honed in on the power of visualization. And I feel like sometimes we can overlook that and it's kind of almost seen as like childish to like imagine things. But that's such that's such a powerful way for us to even do energetic clearings. But I always tell my selfish babes, um, believing is seeing. Believing is seeing. It's not seeing, it's believing. Believing is seeing. And so some people feel like, you know, when they may not have anything, right? Like anything to start their practice. You have your mind, you have your imagination, you have yourself. That is a very powerful place to start. And so when Amber was talking about just laying back and watching those waves go in and out, go in and out, I'm just like, oh, that's like perfect. Like it's so perfect. It's free. It's free. Free. Okay. So I love, I love, love, love that. And even when she talked about being in her bathtub and creating the waves with the water, I'm just like, yeah, it's so simple. 
it's not simple, but I feel like sometimes people make it really complicated. So I'm really happy you're just able to share that with us. And then I also want to know, like, why do you feel like getting in touch with the chakras is important at all? Why is that important at all? Yeah, good question. So our chakras are infinite. So chakras are transmitters and receptors of energy. So you are constantly emitting a frequency and receiving a frequency back that is the same frequent the same vibration so whatever you put out you get back right so our our chakras are that's that's what's operating that frequency and we know high vibrational things like saying things like high vibe like that's what it means like high vibe (laughs) things things that are operating at an higher energetic capacity so if our if we're bogged down and we're kind of like that like really low vibe i always think of like ross geller when he's just like oh you know what i mean (laughs) that really like low vibe like that is the like that's what you're gonna get back. You're gonna get low vibration things. You're gonna get, you know, you're not gonna be open up to opened up to those things that elevate you. Okay. So our chakras are like a GPS that know exactly how to create the visualization that we want. So you touched on visualization. So our consciousness yes. creates a picture, and we can even like think of like. Our consciousness is like a different dimension. It's like the dream world, right? So it actually lives at a different frequency. We don't live in the dream world. Our physical bodies are too dense to live there. Yeah. Uh, but our consciousness is in the, the, a different dimension where it can literally create a reality. Yes. So what we need to do is we need to uh, match up the vibration of our chakras to that high vibrational reality. And then it kind of acts like a magnet to pull those things in. And our chakras already know how to get that. Our chakras already know what are the opportunities? What are the people? Like they know how to pull all of that in. Yeah. So we just need to keep those channels clear and activate the energy as often as we can, keep that clear functional vessel. And then those magnets can start to work. You don't need to learn how to make them work. They already know how to work. You just need to keep them clear, which means your inner work, you're releasing your shadow work, uh, having that clear picture, having no understanding and creating that reality that you want at the consciousness dimension. Yeah. Uh, and then the chakras will do the rest for you. I like that. Now tell me about, let's say that I'm a person that has worked on my chakra, I've done the healing work, and now I feel like I really want to step into a new level. I really want to see some more money in my life. I want to see more genuine, good, good connections, right? Maybe good connections with more like high level women or high level men. What would you suggest? I mean, I always say new levels, new devils, which I know is kind of like a sad way of putting it. But whenever we want to go to that next level, there's more clearing to do. So it could be something that is like deeper in our subconscious. It could be something from a past life. It can be ancestral. Like there are lots of things that we we can clear. So and you've probably seen that in your life and everyone listening has probably seen that in their lives where, you know, they released something. And then, you know, they think it's gone or they think that they're not going to repeat that pattern again. And they, you know, maybe a few years go by and things are amazing, but then that same pattern or that same issue or whatever comes up again. So that's just showing us that there's more to clear. And it, it's probably always going to be that way. Like, we're never going to be like, woohoo, like I'm, I'm done. I'm fully enlightened. Like, no, there's always more to clear. So in terms of like tangible steps, it's really going to be going deeper into that nitty gritty shadow work and, uh, and, and just facing ourselves in a different way. And also again, holding the frequency for that higher vibration. So I know for myself, I felt like I'd kind of reached a plateau, if you will. And then I realized, you know, I I did some digging and I realized that my, uh, my body needed more clearing. So for me, I started taking better care of my body and we always see like, um, you know, those super successful using air quotes for successful, but, um, those people who are really living their purpose and really like doing what lights them up they're all about those like little productivity hacks, right? Okay. So it's like optimization. Yeah. So it's like, even though things are fine tuned, there's always little ways to optimize. Yes. And what we need to know with chakras too, is that it's not necessarily about 
huge peaks and valleys. It's about those little incremental shifts every single day. So if you feel like you've reached a plateau, A, there's probably some deep shadow work to do. B, identify like what vibrationally isn't working. Is it mind, body, soul, or energy? And then you can kind of target that a little bit more with those incremental changes. Okay, I like that. Now I know I have seen a post on your Instagram and I love the affirmation. I'm all about like great affirmations and great mantras to calm that energy. But I think it says that I'm a fucking wealthy woman. Yes. <laughs> I'm a wealthy yes. fucking woman. Yes. <laughs> tell us about that and tell us about like, you know, you want that, right? I yeah. believe that I think wealth is beautiful. And I know that for me personally, I look at wealth on all different levels, including abundance, including money. Okay. Monetary wealth. But what do you feel like you needed to do to step into that wealthy fucking woman? Yeah. So one thing I talk about a lot lately, and this was kind of an epiphany that I had a few times actually, before it finally stuck, st- stuck was a conscious manifestation. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first thing to look at when it comes to our desires around money is what, like, okay, let me, let me phrase this. Money is an amplifier, not a creator. Okay. So I believe that abundance is an amplifier of love, bliss, freedom, and purpose. Yeah. Right? So you live your purpose in a deeper way. Yeah. You can experience those moments of bliss. You can have more time freedom, financial freedom. Yeah. And when I say love, I mean, you can, A, you can give more, you can share more, you can uh, you spend more time with your friends and family. So it amplifies those things. Yeah. What we find often is that people want wealth for validation instead. Yeah. So, and, and that's not bad. Doesn't make you a bad person. Doesn't make you selfish, even though it's okay to be selfish. <laughs> it makes you bad. It doesn't make, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean anything. It yeah. just means we're, you're a fucking human and you have an ego. We all do. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can remove the validation and we can know that I'm good as I am. I'm amazing as I am. And we can focus on love, bliss, freedom, purpose. Yeah amplifying those energies in our life then that's when money can come in yeah and I'm the thing where I did it for validation and I had these goals and I wanted this number and I thought that was all that mattered and I hustled and I grinded and I cried and I scraped my way there yeah when you do it that way that money disappears as quickly as it comes Hmm. so it's like a false manifestation almost yeah Yeah. and that does again it's not wrong it's not bad if you find that you're doing that that's fine but here's just implement the practice freedom love bliss purpose how can i put those into my life more how can i how can i make that conscious decision that when i i'm the creator of abundance in my life because i am the creator of the love the bliss the freedom and the purpose no one is no one is handing that to me i have to choose in that moment to feel bliss i have to choose in that moment to feel love to feel freedom to feel purpose like i i'm the creator of those energies that i want so in knowing that i'm the creator of my own abundance so if you can focus your energy towards creating those energies and that's the end game right that's why you want the money in the first place is because you want that of course we want the nice things and we want to feel luxurious of course but bring those energies in as well you know what does it feel like to live luxurious how can you're the creator of your own luxury you could be sitting there drinking your coffee with a blanket and being like oh my god this is the softest blanket this coffee is delicious i'm wearing this silk robe i feel like a queen like shit like i am abundant yeah. you know what i mean? basically it's like how can you create that luxury and all those things in your life today how can you look exactly. at your life analyze your life and see okay how can i do this and feel this way and be this way exactly. now instead of waiting for that money to come and then be Exactly. Because in those moments of bliss, freedom, love, purpose, luxury, that's when 
those energies are going to come. That's when those ideas are going to come in. That's when those opportunities are going to come in. That's when, you know, everything that, that magnet is going to activate. That's how you can talk about your magnetism, right? Being a magnet for those things. Exactly. Because you can't, the magnet can't work if you're sitting at your computer, like "Ah," all frazzled and like, (laughs) like I always say, like, think of like when we're constantly pushing energy out, it's like, Imagine if your hand is like pushing something out, then how can something come in if you're always pushing? Yeah, because you're always in the masculine energy. You want to be exactly. more feminine energy and you want to be feminine energy. Exactly. Okay. I like that. Okay. So I, I like that you gave the coffee example, but give us an example from your own life where you had, okay. So you were like, I feel like from what you described, you were really hustling in the masculine energy. Again, not that it's right or wrong. It's just that you probably realize that that's not the energy you want to attract money all the time. You want it to flow with more more ease, more joy, more joy, more flow. And so, how did you like give me a uh, give us a tangible example of like what did it look? What does it look like to flow for you, or how did it look like for you to flow? And this is something I'm I'm currently working on again right now. Um, and it kind of pops up for me sometimes where I re- I still get to that point where I'm like, wow, I haven't really been enjoying my fucking life. And I've yeah. been working a lot. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, this is not what I'm about. So for me, my number one thing is having an afternoon bath. And I know it doesn't sound like much, but an afternoon bath is like the number one thing that changes the way I feel. Because it's like that reset. If you do, I do my morning ritual every day, of course. And if you don't do that, that's step one for you. Get that, get that done. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Next is like that, that afternoon ritual. Maybe for you, it's not a bath. Maybe for you, it's going for a run. For me, going for a run makes me more stressed out. Like I hate running, but like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like there's the things that for me, like that is my thing that makes me feel feminine. Water feels feminine. Um, you know, being in like, like having the nice smells and the candlelight and, um, you know, the silk robe after, like, that is what makes me feel into my feminine. And again, it's like the energy it's like, and it's, um, what's coming to you now is it's not about doing, it's about being. So that is what allows me to, that is the doing that allows me to access my being. And it's a small thing, but it's that quick reminder for me. And it's that quick shift for me. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. I've been learning a lot more about being lately. And when you gave the example of the hustle and bustle, oh gosh, I knew I was in my masculine for so long. (laughs) Like I know, but I was rewarded for it. You know, my business took off. I was getting money. Like, so I kept it up, but then you have for me, that moment where you're just like, "Mm, I'm not, I'm not really liking this. I don't want to always feel this way. I want to relax. And so yeah. then I started to learn more about like feminine energy and how to be more in that, you know, for myself. And so when you talk about, you know, taking that afternoon bath and putting on that silk robe and what I hear and what I feel is like you really stepping in your goddesshood. You feel like that bad bitch. Okay. And you're just reminding yourself of that. And you're being in that energy. And like you yeah. say, being in that energy helps to magnetize yourself and helps to attract more of the things that you've already planted. I have wrote this quote yesterday. Oh, let me see if I can find it. I probably don't have it here. But, oh, yes. And I wrote down, nothing fucking extra is required. Yeah. And I, I wrote that down because I was just like, I'm, I'm still rewriting that story for myself. I'm like having to do the most to yeah. receive the most. And it's like, no, I'm already enough as I am. I said all of my seeds turn into forest, bitch. Okay. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I'm putting out there because I'm just like, I don't want to work like that. I don't want to receive like that. I want to do my thing, show up, be in my goddesshood, be in my feminine and like nothing fucking else is required. And, I, and I'm going to make a whole podcast about this. So tune in for that, y'all. But I just think I was just so sick so sick of like I'm like nothing else is required because I feel like you feel like I can rem- go back into reminding myself okay I did one thing and I may feel like I have to automatically do the next thing but it's like no it's good we can relax now we don't do you feel like I feel like for me I have to like see how I feel like yesterday I had just come back into town from visiting my friend for her birthday and um I think I uploaded like two different podcasts and these are these were pre-recorded a while ago and I just felt like uploading them and in my body, it felt good. I didn't feel like I was pushing to do something more. But I know there have been times where I like do something extra and do something extra and do something extra, and I can feel it in my body, like 
this is pushing. Yeah. This is too much. Yeah. Yes. Also, I have like different days of the week that I work on things, and it will toggle. So, um, so I have like creative days, and then I, I have like basically feminine days and masculine days. Yeah. Um, and what I've noticed lately, I've shifted a little bit more into like having creative mornings and masculine afternoons um because i like to just really flow in the morning and then for some reason around like three o'clock i'm in that like tick it off the list like get it done like boom 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 and that's kind of how i'm feeling but anything where i need to do writing or anything visual or anything um conversational like i like to do that earlier and then yeah and then afternoon is when i'll do the kind of things that i just need to like check off the list like reply i'm opposite yeah, um, are you in the morning? Okay, so okay. For example, I have like my, my self love altar. I do my routine, yeah. but then I'm like, bitch, grind mode. Give me the goals. Okay, this yeah. is one. And I've been really wanting to finish at like one or two, like yeah. the computer stuff. Podcast yeah. love. I I enjoy my podcast a lot. I enjoy interviewing people. I love being interviewed, and so for me that feels good. But like, and then after the rest of the afternoon, I want to be off. I want to be watching Netflix. Yeah. I want to be. I want to enjoy yeah. the sun. Like I yeah. want to be off, off, off. So I'm. I'm like the total opposite of you. But yeah. in terms of Chakra Girl Co. Right. Just so I. I want to get this for the selfish babes listening. Yeah. For those that want to maybe work on their chakras and want to get more of that that luxury vibe. What would you recommend that you guys offer for them? Yeah. So we have a few different things. Um. Depending on just the level of intensity that you're looking for. But we have a chakra training program where you can buy like an individual chakra if you just want to start with one. And there's like different rituals and like teaching you how to unlock the energy of that chakra. Um, Or you can buy the bundle of all of them. Um, So that's kind of like a good, if you're just looking for that kind of like inner work and to get consistent with rituals. Yeah. Next thing would be goddess magnetism, which is really deep dive. Like this is like deep dive spirituality, next level shit. We're doing like astral traveling. We're doing dream work. We're doing um, channeling. We're talking about aliens. We're like, I like it. Yeah, it's like deep, 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 deep. So that's goddess magnetism. And then we have Chakra Girl Business School, which is uh, similar to the chakra training programs in terms of it's very ritual and inner work based, but there's also an added level of strategy around starting a business. So we're kind of walking people through. Um, and here's the thing, like I believe that everyone has a purpose and anyone that feels called to the spiritual work is some kind of healer. Like if you're, if you healed yourself from something, you have the capacity to start sharing that with the world. Um, and so that's, you know, like I said, building the business was my biggest transformation. So I feel like my purpose that I need to share with the world is how to step into your purpose unapologetically and, and really help people. So essentially we walk you through each chakra and we activate the energy of that chakra and then we do this business strategy around it. So for example, we access your root chakra energy, which is your foundation. It's your money mindset. It's your standing in your power. And then once we activate that energy, we create the foundation of your business. Like what is your core message? What are you helping people with? Who are you helping people? Um, who are you helping? And then sacral chakra is about that creative energy. It's about that worthiness. So we talk about pricing. We talk about um, we talk about your visual brand and all those things. So we just kind of go up the chakras and um, your business has chakras. <laughs> like it does. Like it is. A, I like that. A, so so we kind of tend to you you know yourself as like the channel of this new energetic being that you've created in your business. I like that a lot. Now let us know, and I'm going to have it linked in the show notes, but where do they go to get to start this? So um, I would just go to my Instagram. So if you go to the link in my bio on my Instagram, we actually have a chakra quiz. Um, we have a link to Chakra Business School. We have a link to Goddess Magnetism. Um, all of that stuff is there. So it's at Chakra Girl Co. And then we also have a link to Prism, which is uh, an online blog about ascension. I was just about to ask you. I was like, what, what's your yeah. next venture that you're working on? Tell us about it. Yeah. Yeah, so Prism is an online magazine and it is that kind of like next level high consciousness, fifth dimensional 
concept where we're sharing different rituals, we're sharing different higher consciousness philosophies, we're talking about beauty, you know, fashion, all the things that allow us to feel like our highest vibrational selves yeah. and ascending consciousness. Like that is our goal. We, we're at like a very pivotal time right now where most people living on earth are in a third dimensional consciousness. And we, you know, our goal is to support the ascension to fifth dimensional consciousness. So that's, um, that's really the, the main thing with PRISM and our Instagram for PRISM is at prismofficial.co. And we're going to have that link in the show notes as well. And I want to know, because some people don't know, and I know some of my self-strips don't know, but what is fifth dimensional consciousness? Okay, so third dimensional consciousness is uh, is fear-driven. It is, uh, it is choosing sides. It is uh, polarity and division and judgment. And those things don't exist in fifth dimensional consciousness. So fifth dimensional consciousness is a true activation of your heart chakra and your soul star chakra, which is above your crown um, and, and kind of like the combining of those two things and living from a higher consciousness perspective where we can see um, the division, we can see the polarity, but we don't subscribe to that thinking. Mm-hmm. And we are, it's, it's rooted in unity and knowing that we are all connected and that even though there is darkness in the world. The light can't survive without that darkness. So we see it as one. Yeah. Um, and I always kind of say like in third dimensional consciousness, it's very like we're watching the news, we're dialed into fear. Like, you know, we're kind of living, we're in that rat race, we're in the matrix, right? Fourth dimensional is like the waking up and realizing, oh, you know, what we are being told and all these structures that we thought were keeping us safe are aren't and what keeps me safe is me you know i i keep myself i'm the keeper of my soul um then we you know in the fourth dimension there's a lot of inner work a lot of shadow work uh and then when you kind of you know submerge through that there you get to fifth dimensional consciousness and i know it sounds like we're talking about oh there's no division there's no clarity but then there's all these different levels so it's all one. So we are all still one because you can you can access fifth dimensional consciousness, and everyone here has probably experienced it in themselves, you know, here or there. Yeah. But it's about staying there more often, and you can bounce back and forth. You know, you could see a headline that drags you back into third dimensional consciousness. Yeah. You could have a moment where you're like, "Wait, I have more inner work to do. I'm going to go back to that fourth dimensional awakening and awaken that." So. Um, it's, it's just a, it's, that's what a spirit, spiritual ascension is. It's just moving, you know, moving to a higher consciousness and seeing things from more of like a bird's eye view. I like that a lot. And I think it's really good that you started this online magazine prism to help women that get people supported in that. Now, there was something I wanted to ask about the consciousness. Oh, I wanted to ask you. Um, how did you start to learn about all of this, right? Because I know we see the shift into prism. We see the shift into uh, fifth dimensional consciousness. At what point did you like get this and how did you learn this or learn some of this? Yeah, and I think it happens for every, like this is, it was kind of like a second awakening for me. And I, and since then I've had a few other awakenings. <laughs> um, but I think honestly, like just everything going on in the world, I feel like I've always seen things in a different way. And what we've been told, I've never, I've, I've never really bought into mainstream narratives. I don't know if it's the Aquarius in me, but I'm always Ooh. like, second, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm an Aquarius too. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I remember that actually. Yeah. <laughs> So I just have never, um, I've always questioned things and I feel like I've always been very intuitive to know when someone's saying something that's not true. So, um, so I've always looked at things in a different way and questioned things. Um, and I feel like with everything going on in the world, it, I started doing that a lot more and I started just, you know, really realizing that what's happening right now on earth is a spiritual shift. It's not just what it seems to be. There's a spiritual shift that's happening for the greater good. And in order to do that, there's dark. There has to be a little bit more dark so that light can amplify and grow and grow and grow and grow. And eventually we can reside in the light. But the darkness first has to bubble up. It's like it's like a pimple. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like a pimple that needs to pop. And that's where we're at right now. We are a giant white head of a planet. <laughs> 
That's hilarious. <laughs> also really nice example. I looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> so I know, um, oh, I know something big with PRISM is about rituals. Can you guys just yeah. give us some examples of rituals or what rituals mean to you and why do you want to highlight rituals? Yeah, so how I talked about that kind of like incremental shifts. Um, I know we're like in a society where we're like, we want it and we want it now, but it's really for me, like I said, it was those little incremental shifts that I made, you know, those little daily things that I did that made the changes for me. So to, to, to practice ascension is to just have those like moments of consciousness, those deep moments of deeper consciousness and pondering in that bliss and an awakening of recognizing that things are not necessarily as we'd seem or problems that we thought were happening for us. There was a different reason for it. Um, so, so, okay, wait, now I forget the question. The rituals. <laughs> it's okay. Just about, right, right, just about the certain, yeah, the yes, certain yes. increments that you took. So I'm just like, yes. what made you want to highlight the ritual? Yes. So, so when, when you subscribe to PRISM, you actually get a uh, a fifth dimensional consciousness awakening ritual so there's like a meditation by me and then there's the breath work as well um from soul body co so i don't know if you guys have done breath work but it is like super awakening it like it literally like awakens new portions of your brain like i don't remember the exact numbers but we only use 25 percent of our brain and when you do breath work it activates 75 percent of your brain wow. so when you do breath work you are literally like seeing it's like it's like you're on drugs like it's like you're on ayahuasca <laughs> okay like it's wild so we do that um but yeah the reason that it's rooted in ritual is because that that higher consciousness and it, that happens incrementally and with those those tiny little moments of of contemplation in your own mind I like that. I like that. I think it's really, I I agree with you when it comes to rituals and seeing that change over time. Like you mentioned, um, when we do things, we often want them now. And sometimes things take time. And so when you start maybe doing your morning rituals, maybe there's specific affirmations, maybe like for you, you had specific crystals that you need to use to help unlock some things for you, or maybe it's the visualization. I feel like for me, when it comes to my rituals, or I like to call them spiritual self-love practices that I teach my selfish babes, I feel like um, they really help me to feel good. And when I say feel good, I know it sounds like so like blah, but like yeah. I feel like the feeling good is me raising my vibration to the, to the match of the things that I want in my yeah. life. And like if I'm doing an affirmation, um, I'm a fucking wealthy woman, right? Or whatever. The affirmation that you saw, I saw on your page, but yeah. or I'm a fucking wealthy woman. Or I am a wealthy woman. I am a wealthy woman. I am a wealthy woman. And for me, the affirmations are so important because when I repeat them over and over, like I feel a shift in my body. I feel my energy levels going up. I can, ima- I can imagine all the things coming to me. And so for me, that ritual has been very important. And it's like over time, certain things may pop up, right? Maybe you're saying the affirmation. You're like, well, maybe something's coming up for you. Like, well, I don't necessarily feel that way. And it's like, well, why don't you feel that way? And then maybe you think about some childhood memories or maybe wealth or money or um, a state of lack was the norm. And you want to shift that. And so I just say this to my selfish babes. I do think that the rituals are important. And I want you to be very patient and gentle with yourselves as you are going about new rituals. But I know over time, the shifts happen. Like there's so many things that I'm doing right now that is focusing on me learning more about um, my divine feminine and my receiving. And I'm always telling people, I'm so excited to see myself next year. And I, cause I just know the work that I'm doing on myself. Ah, my gosh, yeah. it's amazing. But I mean, yeah. how more amazing can I be? <laughs> exactly. It's like next another year. It's like there's, there's it's like your rituals are like these little sparks, yeah. and then eventually the fire gets lit. Yeah. But you can't light it without the spark, and then that fire is going to dull out a little bit, and then you're yeah. going to find something else that you want to ignite. And then it's like letting these little sparks go, and then and then yeah, like you said, in a year you're like, yeah, like <laughs> little things really lit a big fire. Exactly, and that's where we want to get to. Um, so yeah. I think. Um, your new venture prism is really beautiful. And of course, we're going to have that link below. And I want to do my last thing. I wanted to see if you could kind of tell us about how you utilize the goddess Kuan Yin. I think Kuan that's what I think yes. Because, and the reason I want to bring this up is because, hmm, 
not that there's very few, I think I'll be interviewing more people that kind of work with different goddesses, but I'm just, I want my selfish babes to know that it's cool to work with different deities that you feel attracted to and aligned with. And I personally have not worked with Kuan Yin before. I've heard about her and I know you do. And can you just tell us about that and why? Yeah, so I had mother wounds and there was a part of me. And so I started witnessing these patterns, which was uh, a lack of nurturing. Like Mm -hmm. I was unable to receive nurturing and I was unable to give nurturing. And I was very in that masculine. And the energy of Kuan Yin is this very motherly, kind, compassionate energy. So that's why I chose to work with her. Um, I actually have, um, so there's a different, there are different goddess card decks you can get where you can learn. This book is really amazing too. It's called Shakti Mantras. Um, and it shows you a bunch of different goddesses. Um, so. What I like to do is I like to choose a goddess and do a 40-day devotion. Hmm. So goddesses have different mantras in in Sanskrit language. And um, what you do is you repeat the mantra and words have frequency, right? Right. So back in the day, like this was a light, like we spoke in light language where it wasn't just words and then hearing the word and then our brain connected the words. Like it was the word held frequency and the way that we said it changed our vibration. Similarly to with the way a crystal would change our vibration. So, um, so you repeat this mantra for 40 days and you set up an altar that reminds you of that energy. And it's really just spending time. And they say to do it for a, either do it for 11 minutes or repeat the mantra 107 times, I think it is. And if you find, if um, you know, like mala necklaces. Yeah. Yeah. The beads. Yeah. So those will have exactly, a, I think the number is 107. I don't know why. I can't 108. Right They'll have, it's 108. Okay. Yeah. Right. So they'll have 108 beads. So that's how many times you say the mantra and you move your thumb down the bead. Um, so, so yeah, I work with, I, I work with Kuan Yin most often because that for me is what I need the most. There's also a goddess named Lakshmi, which is- I love Lakshmi. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Lakshmi is an Indian goddess. Um, there's Durga, if you want to feel into your, uh, like your personal power. I'm such a fiery person. I did like a 40 day like Durga mantra and I was like such a raging bitch. I was like, this one is not for me. Like I already have enough fire. I'm over, I'm too much fire now. So I'm, I gotta go back to Kuan Yin. Um, so yeah, you kind of like want to choose what you want to amplify in your life. And you can, you can and you'll be, I, I, feel, I always say like your goddess will find you. Wow. Yeah, so I, how I even found out about Kuan Yin was, um, I had never heard of her and I did a Reiki, I went to Reiki, like a girl did Reiki on me and she said that she had a vision of me like walking down like a runway, but I was Kuan Yin. Hmm. And I, so, and she was like, kind of was saying like integrating fashion with this like spirituality. Hmm. And I was like, okay. And I didn't know like who Kuan Yin was. So I started like really looking into it. And then I had, a, I did a podcast interview and someone told me about this book. And then I went to like a moon circle and um, I pulled a, a card from the deck and it was Kuan Yin. So it was like all these things start. And I was like, and then I realized um, I had this, I thought it was just like, I thought it was Buddha. I had this like Kuan Yin statue in my home. I thought it was like Buddha, but then I was like, hey, my Buddha has tits. Like that's Kuan Yin. That is so funny <laughs> that you did not know the whole time that you had a damn Kuan Yin statue in your house. Right? So I, so then I started like buying all, my husband calls them my figurines. Now I have like all my little like goddess statues everywhere and yeah, I just, it's such a powerful practice. Like divinity, it's literally like taking on the energy of, of someone else. And like, it's like, think of like, funny example, but you know when people like move to the UK and then they come back and they have this like little accent? Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like, it's like, if you surround yourself with this goddess energy enough, you're going to take on that energy. So that that's kind of how it works. You've got like the mantra, there's different songs. Um, that you can find on Spotify. I have a, I have a, um, a playlist yeah. called uh, on, on Spotify called Kundalini Vibes. 
Okay. Um, and I have, there's Kundalini mantras and there's a bunch of different goddess mantras on there as well. Like I have Lakshmi, Saraswati, Kuan Yin, there's like a bunch. Um, so you can, I, I just like play the music. When I'm at home, if I have goddess music playing, the vibration of my home is different. It just That's feels it. different. Yeah. I'm just thinking, I'm just gonna say, my Lakshmi Namaha. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a part of a mantra watch me, but I, I agree with you. Um, oh, so I'm just so happy you are able to touch on Kwan Yin or just yeah. like you talking about your goddess finds you, right? Because you had the, yeah. the Reiki and she imagined Kwan Yin. You pulled a card and it was Kwan Yin. You freaking had the freaking goddess in your freaking house, girl. <laughs> and it was so Kwan Yin. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I would just say like you said, the goddess finds you and the goddess speaks to you. And you can decide if you want to relish in the goddess's energy. And for you, you've been able to find that you relate to other goddesses, or maybe you worked with some, like Durga, and was like, mm, that's too fiery for me, or I already have enough fire, but you tried it, right? Yeah. And so I love that you touched on this, or even asked this, because I feel like more women should really get in touch with that, with like yeah. working with different goddesses, um, and view themself, themselves as the goddess as well, if they, if they are the type of woman that view themselves in that. And when I say view themselves in that way, I mean women that view themselves in that kind of feminine way. Because I yeah. know some women that don't, but if you relate to the goddess energy, I just feel like your life can transform and change for what you need it to do. And for me, yeah. some goddesses that have been really good for me have been Oshun. She is a Yoruba goddess. She's an African deity. Um, Oya, another African deity. Lakshmi, which is the Indian deity, and some more. But those are like the three main that have come up in my life and that I've been working with. And so... I know I'm going to be asking other selfish babes about this that I interview, but I want my selfish babes to start to open up their minds to how spirituality can look and how their own journey can look. And it doesn't have to be this ABCD, very cookie cutter way of spirituality, right? Like you, we talked about bringing that fabulousness and that luxuriousness into spirituality and making it fabulous. And I love that. Or maybe the woman that's like, Hey, I really love like the boho vibes. If that's you, that's you, you know, so everybody's different. And so I just want to say thank you so much, Amberly, for joining us. Is there any last words you want to give our selfish groups? I think like the biggest thing is just to ask for the guidance. So it's like, if you're like, I want my goddess to find me, or how do I reach that consciousness? All the answers are already inside of you. Your chakras already know it's already encoded in your DNA. So just start asking, asking your heart, asking questions. I'm open for guidance. I'm open to connect to my inner goddess. I'm open to these things. And just start witnessing like the little things that happen in your dreams or in your life. And you just need to be open to it. Yeah. So what Amber did right there, I just, I love to point these things out. Like I'm open to receiving my goddess. I'm open to knowing who my goddess is, right? For me, I would call that an affirmative prayer because the way that I look at affirmations are, are like little prayers. And when you speak that, you like speak that into your body. You're like shifting the energy to what you want. And the fact that you said, right, I'm open to knowing who my goddess is. That's just you communicating with the universe. God answers his creators. Hey, this is what I would like to see and show up in my life. And so therefore, when you start getting the signs, that's the communication. So I love that you like said that. So I just want to say thank you for joining us. I'm going to have everything below. So make sure you follow at Chocolate Girl Co. Okay. And sign up for all of her goodies. Thank you so much, Amber. Yeah, bye everyone. <laughs>